In each episode of the Rebel Educator podcast, you'll hear discussions with world-class educators, students, and thought leaders in education as I extract the tactics, tools, and routines that you can use as teachers and parents. I'm Tanya Sheckley, founder of Up Academy and host of Rebel Educator. I invite you to join me for these conversations as I discover how to shift the classroom, the learning environment, the mindset, and the pedagogy to resist tradition, reignite wonder, and reimagine the future of education. Subscribe to Rebel Educator wherever you get your podcasts. On today's show, we're talking with McMillville Assistant Principal Veronica Chase, music by Nick C., and the Google Tip of the Week, and more. That's coming up next. Edutech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site this program to those with participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to EduTech Guys Radio, brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools, both located in Hope, Arkansas. Good afternoon. I'm David Henderson. Hey, and I'm Jeff Madlock. Hope you guys are doing well. This is our post-Halloween show. Is that what it is? Yeah, we didn't have a pre-one. We really so. didn't. We, we talked about doing a Halloween show. We did. It never, it never actually panned out. No. You know, Halloween okay. was kind of a bummer. Most of my schools had their Halloween parties on Friday. Yes, that's how. Yeah, that's how it was. Why would you do that to teachers? Because you know they came on Monday. It's Halloween. Those kids are just like. Bah! Yes, that's right. They've been pre-injecting themselves, you know, <laughs> sugar they've, to get right. ready for it. They've been eating all the candy that the parents didn't steal. Right. Exactly. <laughs> someone I know had put that down. Mom inspection is after they go around. So someone said, I, "I need to make a Butterfinger shake on Wednesday, and I'm hoping that the kids do real well." There you go. That's right, man. <laughs> ah, parents. Ah, you know. Hey, listen, this is uh, this is our show, Edutech Guys Radio. Catch us on the web at www.edutechguys.com. You can also catch us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Google. Uh, just just go to Google and put in Edutech Guys. You'll pretty much get us. You'll I, find us there. I'll pay a guy named Vinny to make sure that we're always, you know. Is he your cousin? You know, today I brings up Google. I got really mad at Google with a relay SMTP. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so I told Nate to uh, pack the car up, get us some lunches. We were driving out there because I was going to have to go <laughs> see somebody. <laughs> no, if it wasn't for Google, I don't know what we do. Make They make my day. But, yeah, go to Google. Look up EduTech, guys. You'll find us. We're on everything. Oh, so did you get it figured out? We did. Oh, yes, there you go. We did. And it was our fault the whole time. <laughs> it wasn't Google's. <laughs> eh, you know. I, every time I want to blame Google for something, then it's sorry, it's my fault. And that's when they, they behind the door, they're in our server room. We have yeah. a Google and us, and they've got like points. Yes. You know, we've yes, got like you've nothing. Got none. Yeah. yeah, yeah no. They always win. You're not going to win against Google. I'm not going to win. That's the way it's going to go with <laughs> Just Google. Just give it up, man. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you tell me that early on? Oh, you know, I, I, I prefer that you learn life lessons through experience. See, that's the best way. Exactly. You are right. That is if, I just, if I just handed you everything, then you would <laughs> you'd come to depend you, on me. And, well, you can't, you can't be doing that You make now. it sound like we, you know, we, we cohabitate or something. <laughs> no, not even close. Not even close. Um, cool. Uh, so tell us about today. What's going on? Today... Um, as I mentioned before, we've got from uh, McMillville, Oregon, Assistant Principal Veronica Chase, and uh, she'll be on uh, here in just a minute um, to talk about some of the cool things that they're doing with uh, technology and integration uh, up there in Oregon. Uh, and, of course, 
music from Nick C., one of our favorite artists on here. Uh, speaking of, if you are an independent uh, music, uh, independent musician, uh, and you'd like us to feature your music, uh, reach out to us. Hit us up on Twitter at EduTechGuys or go to EduTechGuys.com. Fill out the form at the bottom of the first page and uh, let us know. We'd love to feature your independent music here on EduTechGuys. And then, of course, we've got the Google Tip of the Week. <laughs> I got that in early because there's no telling by the time we get there what things are going to be like the way things are going today. <laughs> That's true. You know, Google had a lot of great stuff come out this last week um, on their blog. You know, I keep up with it. So. Yeah, man. It's kind of my responsibility, except the times I don't take care of it. And then you take care of it. So that works out really well also. We, t- we take turns taking care I'm, of it. I'm looking at, there's actually like three Google tips of the week today. So Wow. Yeah. Awesome. But we'll, we'll get to that down the road. We had a little bit of noodle, noodles and some gravy. We <gasps> like the beef dip. That's cute. <laughs> anyway, I have no idea. This train has completely it's gone off the rails. run off the rails. So, so take us to the next place. <laughs> Let's do this. What's our next stop? Conductor our next David. Stop, that's right. Our next stop is Oregon. And our special guest, uh, we're going to bring her in. Let her introduce herself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. And then we'll uh, get into the meat of the discussion. So welcome to the show. Thank you, gentlemen. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you very much. I am Veronica Chase, an assistant principal at McMinnville High School, uh, McMinnville, Oregon, not McMinnville, Tennessee. Um, And this is my first year in this role, and I do get to oversee technology and media, uh, among other things. And I'm coming from uh, last year when I was in a role as um, a technology teacher on special assignment, tasked with integrating all the new technology that we've received and uh, making a shift in Google Apps for Education District. Hey, that's oh. an awesome shift. That I bet that was real exciting. I mean, because, you know, <laughs> to get into administration coming from that area and then know what you want for your for the entire school to, to embrace. Yeah, it's it's been awesome. It was a good good year of doing that, good insight from that. That's awesome. That so cool. so tell us, what's, what's, what's the big stuff? Now, we're, we're, into, we're into November. It's November 2nd. So you're in your new job. So what were your uh, your presidential decrees as you came in the office? What was the what was the first big thing you wanted to change that you knew would help make the other small impact changes happen? Well, the cool thing is um, I am an administrator in the same school that I was able to uh, be the technology TOSA. And so there were no great big changes that we made. Um, and I've been in this district. This is my 11th year in the district. Um, and they have such a solid foundation in instructional practices um, that we haven't had to make big jumps. But one big jump that we did make last year uh, when I stepped in that role, we went from having a few hundred devices to this year we have 1,500 devices. And a lot of that was um, from the way we designed our professional development around technology. So teachers said, I want to learn about uh, Google Docs. So instead of, we, we have um, staff development every Wednesday where half the staff come and um, are trained on a particular topic. So instead of saying our topic today is going to be on Google Documents, we said we are going to continue to learn about these research-based strategies, and we're going to use technology as a vehicle to, uh, to deepen our understanding of those strategies. Yes. And so every, every week, was well, the first time we would, uh, we would share our thoughts on a shared document and everyone in the same one, and you know what that looks like in a room full of people who have never shared a document. <laughs> yes. So, um, you know, we, we took baby steps in that way. And so the, 
this year it hasn't. It's just been another baby step forward. And um, I'm really excited about what we're doing this year. And we have moved from learning about those things within four walls uh, on bullet points to lab classes. So we actually have, we have a variety of different topics, but one of them is a uh, technology lab. And so there's a teacher who experiments on our behalf with all sorts of different things. And uh, teachers go and they watch and they sit with students and they ask questions and then they meet afterwards to discuss how that go. How do I do that? How do I learn more about this? Um, it's really, really rich. And so when we had the few hundred devices, there are people who wanted the stuff, but now they want the stuff because they know they know why they want it. Like, I want to be able to do this X, Y, Z so that I can take students to this level. That is phenomenal. And that, I will tell you, that is the piece that most places miss. I mean, it really is. I agree. You know, they, they, there are a lot of districts who throw the 1500 devices out into the wild and say, here, you can do great things with this, but then they don't show them what those great things are. And they end up as, you know, weird little mini boat anchors or something. And so, uh, you know, it's really the chicken or the egg, right? I mean, you can't, you can't do cool things with technology if you don't have the technology, but if you have it and you don't know what to do with it. So, you know, I think we just happen to hit that perfect balance with, uh, who we had and the technology we had, we got a new IT director uh, in our district a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago, I think. And he really removed barriers and said, Hey, this is where we're going and has supported that push. So things all align to make that happen. Just yeah. right. Yeah. That's, that's, that is awesome. That's really awesome. You know, I think that's the really interesting thing is you said baby steps a lot. And so it sounds to me like you designed your PD, your workshop and your professional development to be nice little morsels that would build on each other. Is that, is that Absolutely. pretty much what happened with you guys? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and I'm spoiled because we have this, we have this solid foundation of, uh, of instruction, a common language around instruction here. So adding tech uh, has just been really rich. That's yeah. awesome. Well, and then you also said that during these trainings, you have the students in there or that's, that's, that, that was during the labs. Yeah, that's during the lab class. So uh, we have a handful of teachers who go in uh, each period on Wednesday, and the teacher's just teaching. But he said, yes, come in, sit with students, and watch how they do what they do. Um, watch it come to life in real time. That's very cool. So I'm assuming you have students who take charge and who end up teaching the teachers how to do some of the things that are happening with that technology. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Teaching with technology is such a two-way street, uh, which is really exciting because we honor the expertise that uh, that students bring, and uh, we know that they have a lot. Yes. So yes. Um, major platform, Google. Um, major hardware, Google. Uh, Chrome, Chromebooks, yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. uh, teachers use Chromebooks also, or are they using another PC? Uh, we're, we're pretty, pretty split on that right now. Mm -hmm. Still, uh, we're still in PC world for most teachers mm -hmm. across the district and here at the high school. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you think the teachers ever moved to Chromebooks or can you, you know, some, that's the problem we've had with some schools is that their infrastructure for administration can't, Chromebooks aren't powerful enough to do everything they need them to do yet. Um, mm -hmm. Will yours be able to handle that when you guys make the move possibly? Um, I think so. But again, there are a few other systems that we're waiting to be Chrome compatible. Right. And so those are, those are outside agencies. So until until we're able to get those Chrome to work on Chrome, we can't make the full switch. And, you know, when you're living between two worlds, it's hard to jump all in. Yeah, so, yes. that's that's what we find for, for teachers. It's really hard for them when they're using two different platforms, mm -hmm. especially those yeah. those newbies that are trying to make the jump 
But then it's like, wait, do I, you know, control C? What do I do? I'm confused. Right. You know, where am I at here? Yeah. Well, I, I noticed. Um... Really... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's really two different languages. I mean, I, it's almost like our, our students who are speaking two different languages are code switching between yes. the two. Yeah. Yes. yeah. No, I was just going to say um, earlier when um, I was, I had gone out and taken a look at your uh, school's uh, website, trying to get a little bit of, you know, just general information. And I noticed that uh, you guys are on, you guys are using eSchool. And I know mm -hmm. and, and here in Arkansas, we use eSchool. And that's for, for our listeners, when we're talking about platforms that are not necessarily ready for um, <laughs> Chrome, that, that's at least one. in Arkansas, that's one of them. Yeah. You know, and I'm assuming yeah. it's the same way there. And it's it, certain pieces are very, you know, basically device and browser agnostic. However, there are other pieces that if you're not running this particular version of Internet Explorer, you're not doing anything. So, yeah. Okay. That's, you're, you're reading my mind. That's the one. <laughs> okay, so let's... You, you, you won't say it. I'll say it. <laughs> let's, let's jump to the student experience. So do you um, have the ability to get into Google Admin? So are you seeing the analytics of student usage, or is that from the IT department? No, that is from the IT department. Uh, they they don't give me all access. I've asked, but not yet. <laughs> well, the reason I, was I don't asking, get that master key. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the reason I was asking is so uh, from what you've seen, the embrace by the students, one hundred percent plus. Um, tell me how they're using it. Do you find them? Are are they true millennials? Are they true kids that are using pure digital, or do they still? Uh, What's your experience now with the students' take on this whole thing? This is a really timely uh, conversation. So I would say in some ways, you know, they're so savvy. They know how to use the different social media platforms that they're familiar with. Um, our students who are now freshmen have been have, have been used to having one-to-one -one devices since they were in third grade. Wow. So they're really familiar with uh, using Classroom and doing certain things on um on that Google with the Google documents and whatnot. Um, but we just, our math department just adopted an all digital curriculum. Mm. So, uh, and there are a lot of students who are like, no, I really, I really prefer to do this paper pencil. Yeah. And so it's been, there's some things that they get like, oh yeah, this belongs digital. This would be easier for me digital, but some, they, there's a lot more pushback because it, it hasn't been a typical route. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We were having the same conversation today about analog and digital world and in, in my department. And I was telling my guys about inventory and, you know, inventory has to stay kind of analog. We still have to touch things, you know, you still have to do that. And, and math kind of falls under that too. It's a, it's a lot like science too. I mean, some things are probably going to always stay dig, uh, analog because, well, we like analog and analog gives you that little bit more creative until, you know, Chrome, which by the way, Chrome, Google came out with some new Chrome today, but that's on another story. But uh, they, uh, but what's really cool about that is when we get to the point where the pencil really does work on the screen the way it mm -hmm. does, it works on paper, you know, and, and I think that's coming in our lifetime, especially the students, yeah. the students will see it, yeah. but I agree with you. So it's funny that that's, that's what you guys have run into mm -hmm. there. Besides that, would you say that, um, that the kids embrace, so do you guys do a lot of emailing uh, stuff between kids and students or do they use shared documents and they, they like the idea of sharing stuff and putting it in folders? Is that how they turn it in? There's a lot more of the shared documents than emailing at this point. And I think that students forget. I think that's the next step for students here is reminding them that uh, these 
applications can help you beyond just in the classroom. Um, trying to get some, this group that I work with to, if, if they have a phone, make sure that you have this calendar app because it will buzz at you. It will tell you. You won't be able to forget. Right. Um, so using those applications outside of that, I think that's the next layer yeah. for them. Um, but yeah, the email, they, they'll forget about that or I'll send, I'll send a group an email and it won't be checked. It's not, it's not part of their natural uh, everyday mm -hmm. life to check at least the school one. Um, you know, they're checking social media and whatnot, but now, see, if the that's, that's where you need to reach them. I mean, that's, you know, that's really, it. Well, that's, the ultimately will, it's what it ends up, you know, if they'll take a selfie and attach it to it, the kids will get on that. So <laughs> that's right. Let's see what the teacher posted today. Oh, I got yeah, oh, right, right. to turn in my homework. That's <laughs> but, but I have, I have talked with um, schools that have been facing similar issues. And so they try to incorporate uh, other platforms that an example would be something like Schoology or Edmodo, where it's a little more quote unquote social uh, in, in terms of what it does and how it's laid out. And that's how they have really kind of broken that email barrier because you're right. Students, mm -hmm. they don't check their email. That's not a part of their world. That's not, you know, th that's that to them is, I mean, they might as well be dialing rotary phones. I mean, you know, that's, <laughs> they just don't see email as a part of what they normally use. So, um, Things like being able to handle or, or hold certain conversations through like Google Classroom or if, if a school is open to it, you know, Facebook groups, those kinds of things. Um, but, uh, yeah, I can definitely see where you know, email is definitely a, 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 a gender, a generation gap kind of thing. Sure. Do you yeah. um, do a lot of your teachers embrace Google Classroom? Oh, so many. Yeah. And I think. Um, Part of that is going back to how we did our staff development model last year is every teacher who's a part of staff development, um, they were part, we, we had a classroom for our staff. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so we got familiar with what it was, what it meant to be a student and a teacher in a classroom, and then seeing the ease of how it would make folders for you. And I mean, you know, all the benefits of it. Uh, so we have, I, I actually don't know the percentage, but a large uh, percentage of our, our teachers using Google Classroom. That's awesome. You know, that, that, is awesome. that will help move the students into relying on it a little bit more because that's always active. So um, along that lines, you were talking about students with their phones. How do you guys embrace BYOD in the classroom along with the technology you provide? We're not there yet. Um, again, that's one of our that's one of our next steps and uh, where we want to go. We're playing with our open wireless. It's 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 not there yet. So we have a few upgrades to make and. Um, I'm hoping that that happens here in the next year or so. Yeah, it, and that's a big step that we that I'm is. just discussing it with another school district. And, you know, enterprise wireless, enterprise wireless, that's a big deal. Uh, most people don't realize what the magic of the Wi-Fi <laughs> causes. <laughs> but that's a really yeah. big one. And, I, I, you know, once you get to that point and embrace it, I think you'll see a big increase there also. Because once they're using their devices and they realize, like, whoa, I can do this here with a school machine and I can do this with my machine. And, you know, right. I think you'll probably find that you'll love that. So uh, Google Forms, have your teachers played with or embraced the new ability to do quizzes and things like that in it? Do you know? If they yes. <laughs> yes. That's been really exciting for, yeah. uh, for all of us. Uh, we're finding, it seems like there are new ways we're finding to use it every week. Like, oh, we're planning this uh, staff event. Hey, Google Forms, <laughs> you know, all the way from, you know, just easy stuff like that to, uh, safety quizzes in our woodworking class yeah. and in 
fabrication. So, because then, you know, it just gives that immediate feedback loop, which gets kids to the outcome that we want quicker, yeah, which right. is the idea. So, that's very exciting. You know, it's interesting um, with Google Forms now. Last week, we were talking about G Suite and the fact that now you inside Google Forms, you can actually let the, uh, the people taking the filling out the form upload pictures and documents. I don't know if you knew about that one, but that's. Yeah, that's I mean, amazing. I. I haven't played with all the new stuff, yeah. but um, I see it happening and it's, yeah, it's really exciting. That one really impresses us. I've always been impressed by forms because I get that spreadsheet and if I build my formulas correctly, I can have one massive spreadsheet pulling in multiple forms and, you know, getting that data that I need, you know, really bad. Okay. Let's talk after this because I haven't done. That. Well, I'll send you to a link that uh, we have a, we, we did a, we did a, a Google tip of the week on that. I'll, I'll definitely share it. You'll love it. It's a lot of great forms that are a lot of great formulas you can use. So hmm. they're really awesome. Confident. Yeah. Well, um, so kind of the extension and you, you've sort of skimmed across this a second ago, you talked about um, students, you know, taking quizzes in the woodworking class, that kind of thing um, Two, I guess this is sort of two parts, I guess, in a way. Um, the, the first thing that comes to my, my mind is in terms of um, computer science in general and, and students is, uh, how do I want to word this? Are your students, does your curriculum um, provide students with uh, avenues of computer science incorporation in fields other than quote unquote computer science and technology, i.e., uh, students get exposed to, you know, some of the really cool things that have come about like in, in, in wood shop, you know, I, when I was in wood shop, it was, you know, the, the lathe and the, all that, you know, but it was all, I mean, it wasn't manual, but I mean, it was, it's still electric, but now, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of coding that can go into programming exactly where that blade's going to go or exactly how deep, uh, that router is going to gouge, you know, that type of thing. Are, are your students exposed to, to those types of things? And in relation to that, computer science curriculum in general, do you guys have a computer science program? I don't mean like software program, but I mean, you know, curriculum um, that your students are taking part of that teaches them that side of it, the coding side, the programming side. Yeah, so I was actually reflecting on this question as I listened to one of your recent podcasts about the need for coding um, in all different areas um, and asking myself, okay, where could this, where could we incorporate this more often and in, in areas that you wouldn't necessarily anticipate? Sure. Um, and again, these are next steps for us, but uh, at our high school, we have 18 different career pathways mm. and the two uh, that we find that coding and uh computer programming piece. We have a computer programming pathway, which is naturally there. So students are getting that progression of classes um, and heading toward being proficient and graduating uh, on track and understanding the ability to code and program computers. And we have a um, an engineering pathway. And so that's part of our engineering pathway as well. Um, it's. I, I think it would be, I'd love to see us to continue to add layers to coding as part of our education pathway and as part of our construction pathway because you know that shows up in in any field now as you know and uh so we're we're continuing going back to baby steps just layering in uh, as we become less scared of new technology but excited about the potential that we can you know what we can do with it yeah well and, and i think that i mean that right there is a 
brilliant. <laughs> that was a brilliant nugget. That is, I think that is one of the key things in terms of why certain schools or certain cultures within a school thrive on new technology and why some just absolutely, you know, shrivel up and die away anytime. And it's, and, and I think you, you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, we need to figure out how to be less scared of it or become less scared of it by getting in there and, and working with it and seeing that, oh, this is not big, bad, scary technology. This is, you know, actually useful and helpful. And hey, look at all the cool things we can do with it. Um, and, and I think that's, that is a very key point. That was, that was a very, you hit the nail on the head. That was Thank you. And I, I think that um, what I hear a lot is, oh, kids and millennials are so much better with using technology. And I don't know if it's that as much as they're just not scared to play around mm -hmm. with it. And when we move into adulthood, it's the same with uh, lots of different areas of learning. We just get a little bit more fearful of, of trying things out and, and failing at it. And, um, and is it going to explode? Right. Whereas kids are just like poking things and twisting knobs and, and just trying it out until they figure it out. And so uh, that's been fun to learn from students in that way. And like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to Google that question. <laughs> right, and exactly. I'm gonna, yes. I'm going <laughs> to poke around until I, I find the right thing. So. Yeah. And you know, you know that's the that's the big thing is there's so much that getting a plan together that's that's baby steps that's manageable mm -hmm. bites is the hard part because it's constantly changing. Just about the time yeah. we get to a point where we come up with a new plan to fix something, doggone it! If they hadn't already answered that with something else, and I have to backtrack and fix it again, yeah. so. You know, but hey, that's the life of an educator. That's what happens. Yeah, we have to lean into that discomfort, really. I mean, we know yeah. that that's where we're headed. So, yep, lean it. Yeah. Hey, exactly. well, um, awesome. I'm I'm the timekeeper here, so I have to keep us on time here. Um, uh, anything else? It's your elevator pitch time, so you've got 45 seconds that you want to share anything else with us and our listeners. Okay, I would say. Um, our, our philosophy of technology is um, not to use tech for tech's sake, but to know what's what's your end goal. Um, and we equate it to the use of any tool like a hammer. You would use the hammer for any variety of tasks, but not every task because it can be destructive if you use it for every task. So, um, you know, we're not going to, sometimes we will go analog and our students, it'll be more appropriate for them to use a paper and pencil. So just knowing what that end goal is, what outcome we want for our students, and then go backwards from there and deciding the tool. Excellent. Perfect. That is awesome. Well, thank you very much for uh, filling in on such very short notice. That is awesome. <laughs> By the way, Thanks uh, for allowing me to. <laughs> listeners, you can uh, find Veronica out on Twitter at Vero underscore Chase. And uh, you can... Uh, follow her there on Twitter. Yep, and uh, catch her on the podcast on iTunes coming up later this evening or Google Play um, or just search Edutech Guys Podcast. Exactly. So, again, thank you so much for uh, coming by, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, get to catch up with you again. That'd be wonderful. Thank you, Jeff and David. All right, have a good one. Up next, music from Nick C. This is Completely Yours.
Music from Nick C. Uh, we had a weird technical issue there, so uh, if we uh, dipped out, we apologize. But uh, you should be able to catch the entire uh, playback of the audio uh, when we uh, get it posted out to iTunes and Google Play. We appreciate uh, uh, Nathan, the, the, the good doc, for uh, keeping us abreast as to what's going on out in the real world, outside of our uh, studios here. Out on- in the real world. <laughs> Away from the studios here on Fifth Avenue, you know what I'm saying? But hey. uh, yeah, listen. Um, <laughs> but that- I'm I'm going to interrupt you because no, I'll let you go. go no, you go ahead. No, 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 really. I was just going to say if you wanted to catch us, that's what I was live. Say. <laughs> you go ahead, take it from there. <laughs> we are so on the same page. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say this weekend, uh, Sunday. Well, I, I say this weekend, this coming Sunday, which is uh, November. I don't know, whatever that is, 6th, 7th, 6th, Sunday, November 6th, and Monday, November 7th, we are going to be in Hot Springs at the Schools Without Walls Conference. We'll probably kick things off on Sunday morning uh, around 9.30-ish. <laughs> the keynote is at 9 o'clock, so, right, so be looking for us immediately after keynote. We'll have a booth. You won't miss it. Uh, fireworks. Uh, we have a couple of live animals. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be pretty, pretty, pretty. Oh, there's not going to be live animals. No, but, won't. Uh, but you can catch us there uh, sometime after the keynote. So 9.30, 9.45, we'll start yeah. broadcasting from uh, SWOW. That's right. So, and if you can't be there, then by all means, tune in radio.edutechguys.com and uh, we'll be broadcasting live. And on Monday, we're actually going to be leading a professional development breakout session on uh, incorporating podcasting in your project-based learning cl- uh, courses, classwork. 
something along those lines. Basically, it's podcasting in your PBL. Yeah, how to get your PBL on the air. There you go, PBL on the air. I knew Jeff had some kind of catchy, cool <laughs> title for it. So that'll be <laughs> us, and we'll be doing our, our shtick, shtick, which you don't want to miss because we're going to talk a lot about a lot of great projects you can do PBL that, that lend themselves well to being broadcast. Yes, exactly. And so you don't want to miss that if you're looking to broadcast. Um, also, hey, after that, November 30th through December 3rd, we'll be in Savannah, Georgia at AESA. Yes. Which is the Association. <laughs> I, I threw it to him and I knew. Like, like, hey, catch the, this one. Yeah. Association of Education Service Agencies. Thank you, because I wouldn't have remembered that. Yeah, you, you never do. And I've, I've only it, been there once. Well, and, and stayed for three days. But and, and, you, and you would think that, that since we keep all of our show notes in Google Docs, that one of us would. I'm blaming myself here, would type in the full name of what it is. But we don't. We we simply <laughs> defer to each other. And there you go. And then after that, in January, we're going to be in Orlando, Florida at the FETC conference. And FETC is the Future of Education Technology, I think is what that's called. Education now. of Technology Conference. Yes. yes. It's going to be a good one. It Looking is. Looking forward that's to that one. January 24th through the through the 27th. And again, we'll be providing live conference coverage from there as well. So if you're going to Fetsy, uh, you'll, you can uh, hunt down the EduTech guys table. Um, and uh, my understanding is we're going to be uh, located in a pretty open commons area. So uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be easily spotted and you can come down and uh, anytime we're doing live conference coverage, uh, grab a seat and share with us your experiences at that particular conference. We love to hear what you guys are learning and what you hope to learn and all that good stuff. Uh, and speaking of all you know, of that goodness. You know what time? Oh, what? No, we are looking for sponsors. Sponsors. So uh, if you're listening and, and you uh, work for uh, a company or an organization and you like to uh, help sponsor things like EduTech Guys, we would love to talk to you about sponsorship. Uh, get your name on the air. We'll have uh, we actually have digital media that we rotate through, and uh, you get your logo up there in front of all of the uh, presenters and and participants. So uh, reach out to us again on Twitter at EduTechGuys or go to EduTechGuys.com and scroll to the bottom page. It is EduTechGuys.com. I said it a little fast though the first Dot time. Com. I was excited because you know what's coming up now. What time is it, David? It's time for. So sorry, I got into my Russell mode. <laughs> Google tip of the week. You've been watching way too much baseball, Mister. <laughs> yes, I have. Go try. <laughs> go, go Cubbies. <laughs> Just because he said go try. <laughs> I think the Cubbies are rare. Um, hey, actually, I had a, I had a handful. First off, I want to give a big shout out to the good doc for throwing one that's great to me. This is an older document that's out there, but it's on Teach Thought. So if you go to www.teachthought.com. And do a search for 10 Ways Teacher Planning Should Adjust to the Google Generation. It's funny, this document came out February the 11th of 2014. And as you read through it, you will realize that it is just as important and just as significant right now as it was two years ago. That's awesome. So I highly recommend it. I want to give the good doc a shout out for throwing that one to me, uh, which is one great Google tip. The next Google we'll tip. We'll tweet that out. We will tweet that out. We will tweet it out. Um, the next thing that's really great is, is that uh, a lot of stuff came out last week with, and we featured them here on the show, about achieving your goals with Google Suite. And that was the stuff about uh, figuring out who owns what with action items and the stuff with Google Forms and all that kind of good stuff. That was really great. Um, 
One that's, I think, a big one to me, and um, I think most of my gang would probably agree with, and this one came out just a bit ago, but it is the new one for, for us this week, and it's, it's, this is out for the tech admins out there. Helping users recover their password with recovery email addresses. So what happened was uh, there is your domain can enable non-admin user password recovery. Now, non-admin user password recovery, launched it launched about a year ago, and as a default, it's off for any new domains that were already on. Right. So um, you would you would want to go under security settings uh, for the for the organizational unit in the admin console that you're looking for and turn it on. And it's exactly what you think it is. I mean, if they forget their password, they can put in just like they can for Google a secondary email address. So if they have a personal email address or a phone, it will text or email so that you can password recovery. So that's my big Google my big Google tip of the week. I said I had multiples. Honestly, I'm still hung on the ones from last week. If you're not yeah. using Google Forms uh, for quizzes and the ability now to upload information in it, uh, a little more information on that, that is in-domain upload. So unfortunately, you cannot create a Google Form and, and put it out there in the wild for, say, parents, and then the parents upload a file to it. It doesn't work that way. It has to be inside domain. But that does mean your entire school district. So that does mean classroom. So if you have a great quiz and one of those quizzes is take a picture of something yellow or take a picture of something that starts with B, they can use their tablet or their Chromebook and they can take a picture of, you know, the bulletin board and they can upload it inside the Google form or all kinds of great stuff like that. So um, a few little caveats to that, but I think it's still some pretty handy stuff. Well, and speaking of those caveats, though, I, I would venture that it won't be long before, especially like in Google Classroom, where... Um, you know, originally Google Classroom was restricted to your own domain. And then, you know, enough people went, you know, yo, we got to be able to communicate with folks outside of our own domain inside the classroom. And so Google allows whitelisting. And that's a partnership. If you're not, if you're not familiar with that, uh, in a nutshell, uh, basically, you tell your system that xyz.org can, uh, can log into your classroom and xyz.org says that uh, you can log into their classroom you set up that uh, relationship there and uh, you give basically you give permission for each side to play together. I believe that's ultimately where uploading attachments inside a form will go. Uh, I believe that um, eventually Google will allow whitelisting to pass through to the form. So that way, if you do have that relationship set up in your classroom with another school, for example, then students at that other school site could actually attach uh, files to uh, Google Forms. Now, that's still not going to let, you know, joeblow.com upload files into your domain, but at least it, I believe it will eventually relax a little bit to where you could get some of that, um, that type of collaboration, uh, the easy collaboration. I mean, you know, Right now, it, students could, I mean, you could do that with, through whitelisting. You could do it by setting sure. up a classroom and they could just upload it directly without using the form. They right. stick it in the right folder. Right. But, but this is, just makes it a piece of a form. Exactly. I think you'll see it really heavily because I'm sure a lot of business users of Google Suites, uh, of G Suite, probably went, yeah, we want this because now, you know, our customers can, you know, use a form mm -hmm. and then upload an inventory or a buy or a quote right. or something like that. So I'm sure you're right. It'll come out pretty soon. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely see the, the caveats. I mean, you know, if you have a form out there and it's got an open field that lets anybody attach any file, well, which, and, and I realize 
actually Google doesn't allow any file to be attached. There are certain file types that it will let you attach, but it does not take uh, very much to fool a system into thinking that one type of file is being uploaded when it is actually a different file type. I mean, that's how a lot of computers get infected to start with. So I can see where Google, you know, definitely has those restrictions on at least for now. But um, yeah, I, I think I think that'll that'll grow and mature as time goes on. So cool. that's a, awesome tips, dude. Awesome. Well, thank you. I there there are there were ones that I pulled up. We're gonna wrap up the show and and so. Uh, Play our little outro music. And there's a hint for you. I was. I, I'm giving David the wow, high let's sign. Edit that we out. gotta. We gotta come up with some signs for <laughs> outro. Outro. Nah. Um, hey, it's been a great show. Want to thank Victoria I would, Chase. Don't, don't use that symbol. <laughs> we want to thank Victoria Chase again for yes. coming on, and uh, we want to thank Amy Fast for letting us know about Victoria Chase. And we will get. Uh, is it not Amy know. Fast? Yes. Okay. Amy Fast. Veronica Chase. Yeah. What did I say? Victoria. Did I say Victoria? You did. Did I call her Victoria? No, I called her Veronica. Yeah. I got the V's on my brain. <laughs> Veronica Chase. Boy, that was stupid of me. Um, Veronica Chase. Want to thank her for coming on the show and thank Amy Fast for uh, letting us know about her and uh, <laughs> catching her friend and colleague to come on the show with us. That's right. Voluntold, as she said. Voluntold. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, <laughs> except for the very end. I hope you enjoyed the show. <laughs> thank you. I uh, hope, hope uh, you uh, tune in again next time. Again, uh, this weekend, we will be at uh, the Schools Without Walls conference in Hot Springs. Uh, so be watching the Twitter feed for us to uh, be tweeting out during that, about that, before that, after that, you name it. That's where we are going to be. I'm David Henderson. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. We're out of here. You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site is programmed for those with participants and not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. This is Ross Romano from The Authority here on the B Podcast Network. It's the show where I interview people who know what they're talking about, and no matter your role, we have some recent episodes you won't want to miss. I spoke with Mark Miller, international best-selling author and VP of High Performance Leadership at Chick-fil-A, about his brand new book, Culture Rules. Kate Eberly Walker, CEO of Presence and author of The Good Boss, joined the show. And we've had conversations with Baruti Caffele, Peter DeWitt, Julie Evans, and many more. Join us each week for ideas to address your current pain points, new perspectives from authors you admire, and fresh takes from up-and-coming voices. Subscribe to The Authority Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.